Welcome back, Seekers of Strength, to another empowering episode of Gathering Strength, the podcast where we explore incredible stories of resilience, recovery, and redemption. I'm your host, Ruby Rube, and today I have a deeply moving and inspirational tale of a man who faced the darkest depths of addiction but found a path to salvation through faith. Have you ever wondered what it takes to break free from the clutches of addiction and rebuild a life filled with purpose? Imagine surrendering to a power greater than yourself and discovering the strength to conquer your demons. It's a journey that will not only tug at your heartstrings, but also rekindle your faith in the human spirit. Our guest today, Matt Kelly, is a living testament to the incredible transformation that can occur when addiction meets redemption. He'll take us through his harrowing experiences, the moments that led him to surrender, and the profound impact that his newfound faith had on his life. We're also going to dive into the darkness of addiction, explore the challenges he faced on his road to recovery, and we're going to learn how faith became his guiding light, leading him toward a life of purpose, growth, and unwavering strength. As we embark on this powerful narrative, prepare to be moved, inspired, and challenged by the resilience and grace of the human spirit. This is a story of second chances and the unyielding pursuit of redemption that proves even in our darkest moments, we are capable of gathering strength. But before we jump into the interview, let's kick off the podcast episode with a quote from the GOAT. Warren Buffett, the greatest investor of all time, he said, the more you learn, the more you earn. And by golly, you gonna learn today. You already know that I want you to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger via 1974 as he was competing and dominating in the Mr. Olympia Bodybuilding Championships. That's right, I want you to look jacked. I want you to have the buff body, the buff mind, the buff spirit, and the buff bank. Why? Because life is heavy and we're not always gonna have a spot. Luckily for you, I got your back. Now that we're all warmed up, loose, and limber, let's get into the heavy lift. Without further ado, my interview with Matt Kelly. What the world perceived as great success and all this other stuff was uh, I was building companies and buying homes and all this other stuff, which was great. I mean, they were all it was great things for uh, um, my wife at the time, who's now my ex-wife, who is my fiance. We're getting remarried next Saturday. So, but we went through uh, we went through just a weird time, and I'm I'm grateful for that time, man. Like I would, it, it's made me who I am today. I had some great experiences. I still get a lot of respect from everybody that I walked through life at that time and good and bad um, areas of life. I still get a lot of love and I still get a lot of respect. I never went sideways on anybody, but um, it was just, uh, I, I came into recovery and I realized I had a problem with drugs and alcohol probably in 2012. And I tried to get sober. Um, what the world, I was, I was basically, I was appeasing what the world thought deep down. I still wanted to party. I still wanted to excuse me for being so open or 
really honest about it, but I still wanted to do cocaine and drink alcohol. So that was my thing. I would just I would clean up for six months and then uh, get the get the house back together, get the businesses back together, get the finances back in shape, and then I'd go on another binge. And that just lasted for uh, lasted for quite a while, man. But I, uh, like I said, I don't. None of this stuff is. Uh, I didn't look down on any of this. I had to go through that because my relationship where I am with God today is the best that it's ever been, and I don't I don't believe that. And I see these things that a lot of the world chases, uh, money, success, houses, financial security, all the stuff that's out there, which is great. Like I said, I don't look down on it. You know, people that chase it, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's cool to watch. But I just, in my heart of hearts, I, I no longer live that way, man. I just, my relationship with God is first and foremost. My relationship with my fiance is right there. My relationship with, I have a nine-year-old daughter that, I mean, I put them ahead of everything. Every single, I sacrifice a lot of time at work. I sacrifice a lot of money. I sacrifice a lot of items that I could do for myself just to make sure that my house is in order with God, to make sure that my family's taken care of, to make sure that the, um, just the energy and the love inside our house is, is well. That's, that's, that's just the happiest I've ever been, man. But I, without going through what I went through, um, I would be here today, and I know that for a fact. I, I have a true understanding of God in my heart and the feeling of love, and that I just, I would never, I would never trade this in for anything, man. Yeah, the, the journey sounds, um, it sounds exclusive to you, but little do we know that, like, there's so many people who are struggling with that dark force that keeps pulling them back into that lifestyle. And, you know, alcohol or or drugs or whatever, you know, there's nothing, There's alcohol is not bad. It is not bad. It is not good. It is the human's insatiable appetite that it separates them from the things that are good. For example, their family, their job that can provide from their family for, you know, the financial security. That is when it starts to get bad. Now, whether it's alcohol or donuts, you know, separating you from your health, <laughs> you know, um, oh, yeah, you know, so, sure. so people, so there is a stigma behind, you know, people who battle drugs or alcohol or this and that. But, you know, meanwhile, there are other, there are other avenues of that same self-sabotaging behavior that really separates you from fulfilling your potential. Now you had all of the worldly societal success. You had the the job, you had the family, you had the house, you had the business, you had the respect, but it was still not enough for you. Now, do you have any any alcoholism or addiction that runs in your family? Uh, perhaps your your grandma, your grandpa has has anyone had a a you battle with this? You know, I, uh, that was always an interesting topic, the, the um, nature versus nurture. And I, yeah, I mean, on my mom's side, there is alcoholism, but I don't, I don't blame that stuff, man. I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't start, I didn't, it just, it, I have the ism, you know what I mean? I, and it's today's Friday. I was just at a meeting, an AA meeting a moment ago, and I just shared the other night I, I ate eight, I ate eight crumble cookies from <laughs> 10 PM till, nice. till 4.30 AM. I just, but it's, it's who I am and I'm okay with it. I don't beat myself up over it. I just know that I do not, it's the same thing that makes me have two businesses right now. It's the same thing that makes me want to help my daughter be the best softball player she can be. It's the same thing that makes me want to wake up at five o'clock and attack the day. 
it's the ism that I, I just pour into the, where there's dark, there's light. So I, I choose to like, I, I love my, I love my, my, the addict state. You know what I mean? I, I absolutely adore myself because I, I wake up and it, it helps me brush my teeth at 5 a.m. in the morning. It gets me going. And so a lot of people are afraid of, of their addictive state or their, their mm. ego. My ego helps my, my ego helps me brush my teeth and want to look halfway decent that mm. day. So I, I just don't, I don't, I don't beat myself up over that. And that's the biggest thing is just continuing to encourage people that now it's, there's a, there's a saying of to thy own self be true. And that's just a portion of the, of the full reading, but a person has to be true to themselves. What makes them happy? And where, where, where I've found myself and I can only speak for myself is I've gotten lost by like, like living other people's lives. Like you're, you do, you do these iron, these iron men and these triathlons and these great things that, now I can't go out there and be Ruben. You know what I mean? There's no mm-hmm. reason for me. I see Ruben. I see Ruben doing this on social media. I'm gonna grind, go do it. That's where I found that. That's where I get lost in life. Because mm. all of a sudden I'm living somebody else's dream, or I mm. see somebody else that buys a new house. Oh God! Mm. I just, I just don't. I don't chase these people's dreams. That's why the only thing that really matters to me is my relationship with God. Am I of service to others? Like when you gave me the chance to be on this podcast, yes, it's yes. Am I a service to my to to my family? Where am I a good dad? Do I if I make a mistake, do I apologize? Am I the one that's leading them in prayer every morning? Am I the one that's making sure that we're on time and organized? Those are the things that matter to me, man. Because that's that's stuff that's in house. That's that's God, me, and this like this little this little thing that we got going called love in my heart. So all this other stuff, but. Yeah, man. I, don't, I just, I just, I, I, I like stuff like this because there's so many, there's so many ideologies out there, and there's so many, um, there's so many ways to do it. You know what I mean? There's so many ways to be successful with, and uh, for me, there is only one way, and that's through Jesus Christ. But as far as this worldly stuff, like you got your family, man, you guys are doing great. Like, but I can't live the Quavis's life. You know what I mean? That's where I've, that's where I've gotten lost because. I just, I started in, in the past, like I said, in my, in my twenties, I, um, I have a dad that's successful. He's very successful, very, like very loving dad. And I, uh, I always tried to live up to my dad's success and prove to him or that's, I kept falling short because I was living up to my father's success rather than living up to what God wanted me to be. Mm, yeah. You know, you had mentioned that, um, you, you embrace the, the addict in you and that helps you you know, get up at 5 a.m. to brush your teeth and it helps you to, you know, go to work and things that are positive, things that promote flourishing in your life. Now, it sounds like you have been able to learn how to delay gratification because when you can go out to a 7-Eleven or hit up your dealer and buy, you know, whatever it is that you're going to be buying, now, while it does take, you know, uh, some effort to get the money, that instant high that you're going to be getting, that is manufactured, it is bought, it is purchased, it is artificial, it is fake. It's something that you are ingesting. Now, when you are, when you are exercising discipline to wake up at a regimented hour, I'm going to assume that you went to bed on time. Now you're waking up rested to get what needs to be done in the day so that at the end of the day when you get everything done that you have told yourself that you were going to get done done now you get to go to bed feeling competent feeling confident and feeling like you accomplished all of the small little daily goals that you have 
identified that were worthy of your time and your sacrifice. You got all that done. And now, whether you're getting, you know, the, the high that you got is checking off all of the boxes of your to-do list. Hey, I'm going to pick up my daughter. Check. I'm going to go to the gym. Check. I'm going to eat this good food. Check. I'm going to read this book. Check. I'm going to have an empowering conversation with like-minded individuals who know what this journey is like. Check, check, and check. Before, it would be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to, uh, you know, go to work, get this pay job, and then I'm going to get obliterated <laughs> and then true, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll see where i end up at and then you know what and then because you did that you know you are you know obviously going to have a hangover of some sort and then you're going to be like you know what i need to just go out and get high again because that is instantaneous um can you tell me what what was the motivating factor what motivated you to seek help and start this recovery process 2020, I got charged with attempted murder for something that I did not do. Mm, yeah, that... I, sat, I, sat, I sat in that jail cell by myself and I said, God, this is no longer a party. Wow. No longer, this is no longer me having fun. This, this is serious. There's something that, so it's, um, I was in the jail cell. I was just, I was in solitary confinement because I wouldn't talk and I was just kind of kept to myself. So they didn't know if I was psyched out. So it was just me and God. I spent a ton of time with God and I, uh, I got close with a man and he started, the more I leaned on him, I mean, I was to the point of like mental break, like just wanting to collapse. I mean, you're looking at years and decades of, for something that you did not do. And you're just, so you, you're at that breaking point of you talk about extreme anxiety you talk about extreme fear you start you talk about like mental anguish that you just physically as a human you cannot handle so i would turn it over to god and the more i turned it over to god the more he responded and showed me i'm a i'm a touch and feel kind of dude like very tangible very like mathematical science but so the more that he started showing me tangible items that he's real like this is a real thing it's not some wizardry or some makeup make that story this is like he's showing you what's going on and the feelings inside of me of love and and contentment and being in in being in maximum security and wanting to be a service to other people that are in there because i knew that i could trust god at this time god was going to get this all figured out god was going to get all the details and the circumstances to come out and the truth was going to come out and i could just be myself where god had me at that moment and be of maximum service to people that were going I, mean, I was living with people that are on death row or they were facing life in prison and i was uh, there i am i'm i'm in there and i'm enjoying myself contentment and just and uh, there was drugs there was alcohol people were drinking pruno and people were suboxone and, and meth and everything was inside there and and i uh i just i i I became the dorky white guy in maximum security that read his AA book and read the Bible every day. And that's who I became. That's how I found myself. And I did that for six months. And I, uh, and I came out and I just took all the possible, every possible right decision that could be possibly made or laid in front of me, I made the right decision. And thank God. But it wasn't me making these decisions. It was God putting these small items in front of me. And I chose to do one good thing at a time because God was showing me how to do it. I went into uh second chance recovery i stayed in a i stayed in a sober living home for the first three months out of jail because i didn't trust myself the world was moving fast so i came out and i stayed in a sober recovery home and i just i kept to the same program i kept my same program 
staying staying uh, connected to God, staying uh, doing the prayers and meditation, staying uh, uh, my pat. One of the guys that you know, Barry Taimani, a good friend of both of ours from from Newark, California. Here he. He was right there side beside yeah, me because wow. he I, I knew I knew he had a I knew he had a uh, he was gonna be I needed people around me that were gonna show me the right things to do because until I could I had to learn to trust others until I could trust myself. You know what I mean? Like just being out in society and being able to stop at the liquor store where I wanted to or go to East Palo Alto or go to East Oakland where I could pick up dope. Or I could just choose to continue to do the little tiny small right things. And here I am today. The only reason I know this number is because I just shared it in an AA meeting. But today I'm, I've been sober for 1,381 days. I journal every single morning. I meditate every morning. I pray every morning. I read the Bible every single morning. So for 1,381 days, I've done the same thing. And I'm just going to continue doing it until the rest of my life, until I die. Congratulations. That is awesome. And you know what? I'm telling you, these stories of redemption are the best stories. The underdog archetype archetype when everything seems insurmountable it is you know the deliverance whether it is from from god or you know whoever someone believes in their their higher power those are the best stories and that is the the message that i'm trying to share on this uh, on this podcast because i know that there are so many people out there who struggle with many different things and man i'm 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 here to to Tell them to keep going, keep to keep fighting. Now, there was a bunch of things that you were talking about. I was like, ooh, that, that's an awesome concept. That's an awesome concept. Now, when when you had mentioned that, you know, you were uh, facing a a pretty staggering case, um, you, you had mentioned that you were facing a potential m- murder charge and that you I, I believe the word that you used was the party stopped. Right? You know, the party or the bill always comes due. Whether you are going to pay for it now or pay for it later, inevitably the party is going to stop. And then, yes, that that bill does come due, and you are going to have to pay for it. You're not going to be able to pass that bill on to anyone. You're going to have to be the one to to pay for everything that you did. You're going to have to pay for those consequences, and you know whether it's time, money, effort, sacrifice, that that bill has has to be paid. Um, can you tell me now, how have you managed to stay clean and avoid some of the triggers? You had mentioned journaling. You had mentioned talking to other people. Did you delete some phone numbers? Or I'm sure you can't keep the same relationships with the same people when you were living that lifestyle, right? That's when God stepped in, man. That's when, like, I like, I, I shared this at a meeting on Wednesday, man. Like, I, and this isn't being pompous or egotistical. Sometimes I, 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 I cry. I cry a lot when I'm with, when I'm spending time with God. And I just, I thank God because I have no idea why staying sober is so easy. I have no idea why at this time. I, I, I tried getting sober in 2012. And all the way from 2012 to 2019, there was a constant relapse. I have no idea why staying sober is so it's not it's just it's no longer a fight man and I attribute it directly to my relationship with Jesus Christ and this is the first time I've ever had I always had a higher power you know I never I never fully bought it in bought into Christianity I knew it was out there but it was Christianity and AA have they're they're both in the same direction they're both very positive items but they have differing views of 
what a higher power of what God is. Not until I felt and understood the love of Jesus Christ in my heart, that I fully understand and comprehend what his love, how much he loves us and how much God loves us and wants us to do well. So when, when you're concentrating on that love and then, and just being enamored at how much God loves you and how much like the glow and the, and the glory and the happiness and the joy it's it's physically impossible to be worried about fighting addiction because all my all my attention is focused on love joy happiness contentment being the service so i'm looking to the left where everything bad is to the right uh struggle like uh self-sabotage these things that used to like always beat me up or bring me back down i to answer your question and sorry to be so long-winded but those people that were in my life back then are some of my best friends now oh, and wow. I, I haven't i haven't cut people off because mm. they've right, because a lot of those people that i used to party with they know where to reach out to now and they they know that matt's in recovery and they know that matt's not going to give them those no foo-foo fluff answer he's going to tell them the truth he's going to just be honest with them he's going to love on them. he's going to pray with them he's going to be there i get to be that same person to those friends as i am to my family just a consistent loving individual where if you call me, man, I'm there. You know what I mean? And I'm not one of these guys that's going to be wishy-washy. I'm, I'm there. It's, it's, it's a guarantee, you know? So it's that, uh, for me, it's Jesus Christ, man. And I just like, even just talking about it right now, I, I just, I smile and my heart just like, it's filled with love because of what Jesus Christ has done for me and my family. You know what I mean? And I, I get a chance to walk out into this world and, and, and spread that love and share that love and speak from the heart rather than having to like hear your story and then, twist it in my way and then go spit it out the other way. I get to speak from the heart now. You know what I mean? Because I, I was delivered from a pretty bad spot. You know what I mean? Like facing something that was not true and having to go through the whole legal process to fight it, the odds weren't good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The odds weren't good. And then for, for it to look at what came about, what God continued to do, what God continues to do to this day, because it didn't just when the court case it was finally wrapped up and we got all that out of the way, life didn't end you and i talked the other day about uh, blind spots you know what i mean we yeah. both we both we both come a long way and thank god but we both have we both have some blind spots that we've yet to see and yes. thank god for those blind spots as well because now we know we we have this experience and this trust that we've overcame other things so when the next one comes up we apply that same pressure we apply that same love to the next one because we know we can overcome things right yeah yeah, you know, we, we know how to learn. We know the journey and the distance that we've came. And it's like, man, if I can overcome addiction, depression, anxious feelings, doubt, uncertainty, if I can overcome all of that and reflect on my journey and then understand all of the little things that I did, you know, footstep by, by, by footstep. Martin Luther King, he said that if you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, do not stop moving forward. Now, people, they, they, want, to, they want to be able to snap their fingers and have it all go away. <laughs> that, that anxious feeling, that monkey on your back, that, those addictive tendencies. It's like, hey— one day at a time, do something. You know, um, I, I created a little, a little mantra, something that helped me every single day, and it was just prayer and push-ups. Now, those two things on their own, after you say a prayer, you're going to get down on your knees, you're going to say your prayer, and then you're going to get back up. Maybe you feel a little bit empowered. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. 
I don't know. It's similar. <laughs> it's similar to a push-up. You know, you uh, get down and you yep. do 10, 20 push-ups. You'll feel pumped up for a little bit, but after the pump goes down, you know, it's like, man, these push-ups aren't working. These prayers aren't working. <laughs> but the key yeah. is consistency. It's like every Amen. single day. And then it's all day. You don't, you don't just need to pray in the morning or before you eat your food. You're going to have a conversation with God all throughout the day. When you're drinking your cup of coffee and you recognize that, it's like, dude, hey, I, I feel complete, content, and whole even though I don't have any dope in my pocket. I feel happy awake and aware even though i i'm not perfect you know i am happy with who i am i i appreciate my journey and i know that i'm not hopeless that i am worthy that god does love me and that once you know I, i'm able to go through this process of transformation i know that my message is going to be able to help other people because once we get so far down on our journey it's like, hey, there's still other people who need help. There's still other people who are going to be struggling in m many different aspects. Now, you had mentioned that, you know, you see people's lives and that you try not to. You're like, hey, I, I can't be that or I, I, I'm not going to go out and do what Ruben does or I'm not going to go out and do this and that either. Um, you know, I, or you had said that if you see someone buying a house, like that's going to kind of make you want to go out and buy a house or you see someone doing this and that. And I have the same perspective as well, but when I see someone doing good, I'm like, all right, hey, you know, that guy is trying. He's making moves. He's doing things. While it may not be in a realm that I'm interested in, I do appreciate the, the effort, the grind, the direction, the purpose, the focus that I am witnessing that person do. So that's something that when I start to coalesce with other men, I'm not trying to yeah. compare myself to them. It's just like, hey, game recognize game. I know that what you're doing is hard. I know that that took effort and that took some answers to questions that I you know, probably don't have. And so therefore, I admire seeing other people go out and get after it. Whatever it is, I like seeing people getting out and after it. Very well said, man. Very well said. Game recognized game. Now, hey, uh, what advice would you give to others who are on the path to recovery? Man, when you put others in front of yourself and just when you live a life of service, first first and foremost is the connection to God. The, the connection to God has to be there. So that's uh, a, mean, a just, higher just, power. Just put it, yeah, and my I, my higher power is Jesus Christ. You know, I just I'm 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 open about that. Mm -hmm. like I said, when I go to A and when I go to A meetings, I don't use the term uh, higher power any longer. I, but I'm okay mm. with that. I'm okay with yeah. I, I'm okay with announcing myself as a grateful recovering Christian alcoholic because that's who I am. I don't have to be. I don't have to hide from that. I don't have to like. I don't have to be afraid of what people are going to say or, or people are going to judge me because that's who I am, and that's. Through Christ, I have this power. Through Christ is is inside me, living. So I get a, I get a chance to just like just flow with this stuff, stuff into the real world. Because if I truly believe that Christ is in me, then I can walk out in this real world and, and the action. I, every morning, every morning, one of my first prayers is be like Christ today. What would Christ do right today? Be action and and I do fall short. I mean, I I'm not I'm not perfect, but that's one of my first prayers. But as far as and you know the biggest thing, man, and it's like it's a it's an oxymoron or backwards thinking is everybody wants to get ahead, and it's it's 
it's I found this, so it's like it's a it's a real thing. It's no longer like a, a voodoo or something that like it may work or it may not work. It's like I fully found that being of service and putting others first gets us where we need to be. So that's because I I've busted my butt and and done everything for myself. You you get there. You know you'll get there. You'll get where you want to be. But by but you get there. <clears throat> empty you get there unfulfilled you get there yearning for more as opposed to if you if you put others first and like you're in in the boat with others and you're taking others and you're going where but you're thinking of others first like like my uh my daughter i think that she's the first thing i, I put her ahead of everything and but inadvertently i have everything that i've ever wanted today you know and like i could say by i i use the term accidentally i accidentally have everything that i want by putting someone else in front of me mm. so like the math the math equation doesn't add up mm. you get what i mean by yeah. that yeah so yeah, yeah. that's that's the part where that's the part where that's god if there's no if you need proof of god there's the proof of god <laughs> you get what i mean hey, man, hey you that, get what I mean? that that that's clicking with me that's resonating yeah you know the math doesn't add up and it doesn't need to add up one plus one does not, or you know, you giving yourself uh, completely to others, and you are just being abundantly, supernaturally blessed. Man, that is, that's that's beautiful. That that's Amen. that is poetic. Now, um, uh, how has your life and your relationships changed since you have went through this path? Because there are a lot of people who are afraid to give up their vice, whatever they feel is holding them together. Like they're like, hey, man, if I give up drinking. Um, my whole life is gonna fall apart. This is who I am, or you know, whether it's alcohol, the blunts, the the yeah. lifestyle, whatever. How has your life changed from the person you were to the person you are now, and your that's relationships? Where a person, that, that's a person where a person truly has to be honest with themselves. They have to be like OCD, hardcore to their to their DNA, honest with themselves. Do they really want? to change do they really want to stop away step away from smoking blunts and living that life mm. or are they doing are they doing it because somebody told them that's best mm. are they doing it because for me man i'll be straight up with you i got tired of being arrested i got arrested six times in three years and i got tired of going to jail and i said i am not this person mm. i wasn't raised this way yeah i wasn't this is not who i want to be and so the only i couldn't trust myself though i just couldn't trust myself do, I mean, I could trust myself for two or three days. You know what I mean? Mm. But how am I going to do this for for eternity? How am I going to do this for long-term sustainability? And the only way is directly, it's a direct correlation of attaching myself to God and letting him lead me and just doing the little tiny things behind me. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. why, that's why I brought up eating the eight cookies the other day. Like yeah. that's but Because I, I still do these things, but I, I do these things, but... <clears throat> I don't beat myself up over them. You yeah. know what I mean, I still like, and they're because they're they're it's who I am. You know what I mean? It's it's who I am, but it's like I found rooted in who I truly. I know who Matt Kelly is today. You know what I mean? I and I'm I'm happy with Matt Kelly. You know, there's days where I get a little weird. I enter new new areas of relationships that I've never been through. I mean, I've never been this sober before. I've never been sober this long. So. Each day I face a new thing that I've never faced. Mm. So, and I'm sorry for getting off topic, but this, because it's good stuff, because like, it's, oh man, how to step, I guess, to come full circle and how to step away from it. There's, there's the, and I used to make fun of this, people one day at a time. It's one day, at, for me, it's, I break it down, man. For me, it's, 
it's one thought at a time because I can wake up. I I have if you name it, I got OCD, I got bipolar disorder, I got all these things, ADHD. I got all these things. I drink a ton of coffee. I drink a ton of pre-workout. I drink a ton of water. I eat a ton <laughs> of meat. I have all these things. Mm-hmm. So like I could wake up in the morning and just be the most spiritually fit person in the day by two o'clock. I could be dry. I could be tired. I could be like a little upset, agitated. So knowing myself, I take it one thought at a time. Okay, Matt, you know how this feels. Okay. So when you're like this and you're just not filling on fire with life, you keep it simple. you be humble. you you be kind. you be quiet. You live meekly. So that's, and that's, I've just learned who Matt is, what makes Matt happy rather than like having to live somebody else's life. And I only reference this because I guess I only know what it lives, what it feels like to live somebody else's life because I did it for so long. Mm. So I know what, I know what that feels wow. like. Wow. Hey, so, that that sounds like a, so, a, a, a lyric right there to a song. What, what, what was that? That, that, that's a philosophical phrase. If you didn't coin that, I'm, I, I need to research that one. What you only? No, I just do. I only, I know what it is to. I know what like. That's why it's so important to me today because like I've lived the opposites of all this stuff. Mm. To to understand sobriety, yeah. you got to understand to understand what being messed up on drugs is, right? Yeah. To understand humility, you got to understand ego, egotistical. I I know what being egotistical feels like. You know what I mean? I know so to understand when I'm being humble and I will feel humble and I feel great and I feel connected. Like it's the same thing with to know who I am today. I got lost in my twenties by trying to live these other lives. I was buying limos, I was buying stuff, I was going on trips. It was like I was living these lives for other people that like I didn't know who the heck I was. So when things hit the fan and it was just me, like I'd sit around and I'd be like, Who the heck am I? Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've I've been this person. I've been this person. I've been this person. I've been this person. I tried to be Ruben. I tried to be this person. Mm. And it doesn't sooner or later you're sitting in a jail cell and you're like, who are you? Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. And that's when, that's when once again, God steps in, God steps in and says, you're my son. I love you. Let's do this together. Beautiful. There was a, a biblical phrase that really resonated with me. It was introduced by uh, Jordan Peterson. Um, he was talking about this phrase from the Bible. Um, the parents eat sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. Now, when I heard that, I was like, man, what, is it ta- what does that even mean? Now, it, 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 it takes someone you know, like Jordan Peterson, a brilliant mind, to break it down. And essentially what that means is the things that the parents do are going to affect the children. Now, okay. me as a father, you know, that is just one little piece of knowledge that really started to recalibrate my compass to get me on this path. Now, uh, biblically speaking and scientifically speaking, the stuff that we do, it is going to affect up to three to four generations. Now, the the foundational, emotional, psychological foundation that you and I started this entered into this life with it was affected or it was implemented and built for us three to four generations before us so you're if you want to understand who you were analyze who your grandfather was analyze who your mother was analyze who who they were because it affects us now going to back to that biblical scripture the parents eat sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge when jordan peterson started to break that down it 
resonated with me in my spirit. It made me look at myself and analyze, all right, what sour grapes am I eating? What are my bad habits? What are my weaknesses? What, are, what did I inherit? And when I started to reflect on those things and when I started to, you know, when I started to learn about myself and learn about my history, I'm like, all right, this is what I, I am predisposed to. These are some of my, char- my personality characteristics. This is the journey that I've been on. All right, now what is my son? What cards, what foundational upbringing is my son? Did, did, is, is he going to inherit? All of the same temptations that you have faced, all of the same temptations that I faced, that your mom faced, that everyone has faced, our children are going to be faced with those same temptations. And now it's like, all right, what do you want your children to do when faced with the temptation of giving up, giving in, not doing their best, not even trying, and you know, striving for a life of mediocrity? It's like, all right, do you want them to be faced with complacency, stagnation, or do you want them to go out and step into... The, the, the chaos and try to apply wisdom to put that into order and then therefore gain something, gain something that is of a higher value rather than a instantly gratifying vice. So that was some, some – uh, do you ever reflect on your role as a father, the stuff that you do right now, the problems that you're solving for yourself? And how that is going to set up your the well-being for your children? Do you ever contemplate that? Yeah, no, it's, it's that's a huge item in our home right now because my daughter's nine years old, so she's she's at that age where life's making sense. Things mm-hmm. are being introduced to her. So, and I, uh, man, like this is, <clears throat> I I I'd be lying to say if I did it successfully. Through through my failures, I've learned that the best thing I can do are set the road set the firm roadblocks. We are Christians. We are loving. We are loving family. We are hardworking. We are. We're not quitters. Okay. We are going to overcome things, and from there, I, I leave the rest to God. Because where I where I found is when I try to push that that envelope a little bit too further, at that point, I'm implementing these generational curses that. I'm, I'm still holding on to you know, mm-hmm. are these, these yeah. items because if, if I want to, if I want to break the stuff, my bad habits, right? Yeah. I don't want to push my, I don't want to push my stuff onto them. So I, and that's where I'm at right now is just trusting, set the, set the firm foundation that set where this is what we do as a family. This is how we are. We're organized, we're structured, we're on time. This is who we are. And then from the remainder of that, I got to trust God. I got to trust God. You know what I mean? That's, and that's what I'm going to, and I'm glad you asked that because it's, we're going through that right now as we speak in, in our household. And it's, it's an interesting time because there's, you have the family dynamics of outside being pulled in and you've got opinions and being pulled in. And then through that, it, it just circles back to what you and I talked about a minute ago. We've been through struggles before in life, right? Yeah. We, we've, over, we've overcame things. So when, we, when we're presented a new obstacle, are we going to buckle and quit? Or are we going to get this figured out? And what I've figured out that's best for my home is to trust God, is to trust God in all this stuff. It was funny. I just, I sent my, my daughter uh, or my, uh, my daughter has a strange shoulder right now from, mm-hmm. from softball. And, uh, and uh, I sent the picture to my sister. Who's, she, my sister's a softball coach and we were laughing about being, 
and uh, not laughing at her, but just saying, I said, man, I don't know what's going on with this. I just, I'm going to trust God is what I'm going to do. And that was just this morning because I don't know. I, to me, it's like, let's go out there and work harder and let's overcome this injury. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. You know, so I decided, <laughs> yeah. I decided, I decided to have my mother-in-law take her to Kaiser. They got her a swing. They told her to shut it down until um, next Saturday. No touching the softball, no throwing anything. I said, you know what? I'm going to trust God and let the doctors be doctors. Yeah, there you go. Hey, that's uh, that is a wise road to uh, venture down. Now, um. As we, you know, start to develop the foundational roadmap that is going to lead us to flourishing growth and development, you know, we are inevitably going to trip, fall, and stumble. Now, when that does happen, because we have the coping mechanisms, we know how to overcome roadblocks, we are not going to be falling into old patterns of, hey, you know what, I give up. I'm just going to go have a drink. I'm going to go hit up that that hookup, and I'm just going to... And I'm just going to go back to, um, you know, living that lifestyle. It's like, nah, this fail, this per, this setback, this stumble it is going to be an opportunity to learn. Obviously, we did something that didn't work. As a mature, evolved adult, you know, you're supposed to have a robust catalog of what works and doesn't work. And you're supposed to be able to, you know, have the strength to be able to be like, all right, I know that this doesn't work. Therefore, I'm going to go down this route. And now sometimes, you know, that that solution, it worked in the past, but hey, maybe it just it doesn't work anymore for whatever reason. And now, you know, there's an there's an opportunity to learn. You know, there's an opportunity to growth because as we grow and we step into these new ages of life, I just turned 40. You know, I'm not going to be able to take my 30 year old mindset into my 40s. You know, some of the some of the aspects, but not everything. And. As time moves forward and you start to learn more about how the world works and how you work, you know, therefore your approach to different problems, it has to evolve as well. I thought he was, and I, the stuff that I'm coming up on four years sober, man, the stuff that, the stuff that you, that helped me when I was one year sober is no longer effective. I can no longer rely on those same things that were, that helped me stay sober in year one where I'm at today. And that's, that's the cool part about sobriety. And that's the cool part about growing. That's, it doesn't even have to be sober. That's the cool part about um, evolving. That's the cool part about growing as a Christian, as a man, as a family man. And it's, because it's not like, it's not a, you don't look at life as there's, there's in, in recovery, a lot of people look at, Oh, I got to stay sober the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a daunting task, right? Mm -hmm. Or it's, one day at a time, where am I growing? Where am I, where am I failing? Where do I chance to get better? And then like these things that like, these things that used to motivate me at, at 365 days sober, just don't motivate me anymore. So if I relied on those same things where I'm at today, I would fail. You know what I mean? So it's a constant, but that's the cool part about looking forward of what else is out there, God, what's in front of me, what's in front of me. You know what I mean? We know there's a, we don't forget our past. We don't close the door, but we also, and that's the the biggest thing I continue to say is like, and same thing when you and I talked earlier, is just encourage people. Continue to just encourage and, and build people up because you can do a lot a lot more with a full basket than an empty basket. If somebody's failing, it's, it's I don't tell them that they're failing. It's it's man, you're right where you need to be. You know yeah. what I mean? Like wow. I was there's a guy there's a guy that I met. He's uh, 17 days sober, and I said, man, like 
take it easy and enjoy life. Just enjoy life. Enjoy your sober today, bro. It, you know yeah. how hard it took. You know how hard it was to get you right here. Yeah. So don't beat yourself. Don't beat yourself up because the wife, or don't beat yourself up because the finances. All that stuff's gonna come, man. You just gotta take it easy, enjoy life, and just keep moving forward. But that's just the encouragement and building people up is really where. I don't know. That's that's kind of my that's my thing, man. That's what makes me happy each day. Encouragement. Uh, so, for example, my son, he has a little fun run at his school, right? And on Fridays, I have the luxury to get off early, and I go, and I just watch, and I see the, the kids running. And there is the segment where I'm standing. I'll see the kids, you know, just kind of, you know, enjoying the run, lollygagging. You know, just they're just kids running. And then, hey, yeah. here, here I come, and I am encouraging them, like, oh, wow, you're so fast. Look at you. You're going so, so quick. <laughs> and then guess what they start doing? They start running faster. Their smiles they get bigger. It, it was just, yep. you know, the infusion of a positive word. It just <laughs> it, it, it enveloped them with energy. Like they, in my segment, exactly. they were all sprinting past me just because there was a dad <laughs> saying, "Go, go, go, go!" Yeah. And, and man, and that that's how that's how it is. You know, not just with the little kids running around the track, but also for your buddy who's 17 days sober. The encouraging word: keep going, keep digging, keep fighting. I see you working hard. It's like, dude, that that is fuel to to the fire. Yeah. And as uh, what what is the saying? Uh, as iron sharpens iron, it's like man sharpens man. You got it. Hey, I don't want to take uh, too much more of your time. I'm appreciative of the conversation that we have had so far. Last question: What are Sir. some of your your long term goals and your aspirations now that you are you know a thousand plus days in in sobriety? What are some of the goals you have set for yourself? Before I ask, before I answer, that's when I want to ask if we can, uh, before we get off, if we can just pray, man. If I, just, if I can pray for yeah, go for podcast, it. If I can pray for your family and everything. Just yeah, to answer your question, what are my what are my goals, man? It's just my my, my number one goal is, like I said, to just my deepen my connection, and my love with God, and that way I can lead my family. That's that's just where I'm at, man. I got my 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 ex-wife is my fiance we're getting married next saturday on the 11th she's going to become my wife my daughter's nine years old they're healthy they're happy like i just i want to i don't want to like there's the term of lay, leave it on the field leave it on like every day like and, I, and i'm aware that there's certain days like i said i mentioned I'm, I'm not perfect there's certain days that i'm dry there's certain days that i'm a little tired there's a little certain days i'm i'm, I'm over i'm worn out so but and those are the days where I get a chance to grow because I get to recognize self-awareness. What's going on right now? Where do I do I choose to say, do I choose to nitpick or do I choose to be quiet and say I love you? You know what I mean? So that's, but my my number one goal in life, man, is just to be to be because I've I've been giving my family back, man. I get I get a chance to marry marry my best friend. We've been together since 2003. Besides the time that we split up, but like. Who knows what God has in store? We're we're in the Bay Area. It's like we, I love it here. There's a lot of changes. Well, it's not the same Bay Area that you and I grew up in, but it's it's uh, there's a lot of opportunity. There's great weather. It's expensive as heck, but it's it's one of these things. What do we do? We look at the the shortcomings, or do we look at the the, the positives? So, yeah, man, it's just to continue uh, just continue just being a great family or trying to become a better family man. So if, if I can pray just that. for us real quick, if, yeah, if, yeah, if, if you don't mind, man. please do go for it. 
Dear Heavenly Father, I just can't, uh, we know that everything happens for a reason in your time, God, in your world, God, that, and I just can't thank Ruben enough for um, reaching out to me and asking me to be on this podcast, and God, I, just, I pray for this podcast, and I pray for, I pray for the, the person that needs to hear this message, I pray for the, the person that needs to hear one of, pre, one of Ruben's previous podcasts, I pray for the future podcast and the future growth, the future empowerment, the future just, um, change that Ruben gets a chance to implement in this world. I pray for Ruben's family. I just, I've known Holly, his, his wife for, for years. And uh, I just pray for the continued success and the growth and the happiness, the joy, the health and everything, the connection to God. And just God, just thank you so much for this time today. It's a beautiful Friday. Here we are in November. we got the holidays coming up and I just can't say thank you enough, God. Amen. Hey, beautifully said. Um, you, you finished it with a prayer. I, I want to read one of my, my favorite scriptures because it, it is applicable, and I'm sure that you'll be able to understand it. Um, you know, there are some people out there right now who are just sitting in a, in a hellish landscape. You know, they're looking around their environment, and they just see rubble, destruction. Mm. You know, um, things have just been incinerated. Now, one of my favorite passages, it comes from Isaiah Six, um, 61 3 it says to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair now what that means is that the the hardships that you are going through if you give your life over to the lord the things that were used against you god is going to turn those ashes into beauty your test is going to be turned into a testimony and those are the most profound stories that can ever be told it doesn't matter who it's coming from redemption is for everyone and i want to encourage all everyone who is you know who has the potential to listen to this keep gathering the strength no matter what and never ever give up keep moving forward thank you so much matt Kelly, I appreciate you, your time, the effort, all the hard work that you have put in to deliver yourself from that hellish pit of a landscape that you were in, and now you are turning your ashes into beauty, and that is a thing of, of beauty. I, I appreciate you so much. I appreciate it, brother. Let's go help somebody. Have a great afternoon, okay? You too. Take care. All right, man. Later, brother. As we conclude this episode of Gathering Strength, we've witnessed the incredible journey of a life redeemed from the clutches of addiction by the unwavering power of faith. The story we share today serves as a testament to the indomitable strength of the human spirit, reminding us that even in our darkest moments, there's a path to recovery, redemption, and the life filled with purpose. May this narrative continue to inspire and empower you on your own journey. Remember, as we face adversity and challenges, we are all capable of gathering strength. Thank you for joining me. And until next time, stay strong, keep moving forward, never give up. And until next time, it's onward. Always onward.